Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. about what we just heard yesterday or yesterday from uh <laughs> from Williamsport Pennsylvania just moments ago Hawaii gave up a hit that is the only disappointment out of what was another dominant performance from uh, Honolulu Little League another win this time over Perlin Texas uh so Hawaii is off to the uh, US semifinal 845 uh Wednesday morning right here on ESPN Honolulu Hawaii will take on the team from Tennessee in what has to be a themed week because you had uh, Vandy and Hawaii coming up on Saturday. That Tennessee team in the regionals, they were wearing almost identical jerseys to what the Vandy boys wear on the baseball diamond. I don't think this Honolulu Little League team wore, wore jerseys that were almost identical to what UH did. No, they didn't. They had the we we's greater than me thing, uh, which they still hang in their uh, in their dugout. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's almost except for that, there are so many parallels. Uh, Andrew Allegretta, who's going to join us a little bit later on, he's Vanderbilt's play-by-play voice. He's also Vanderbilt's play-by-play voice for baseball. So, welcome back, Andrew. Uh, and I I don't know I. I know on, um, uh, on on social media, was it last Friday must have been, uh, Rick Blangiardi had a had a bet with the uh, the city director from Massapequa, New York. Uh, and I, I don't remember. Tanner, you, you heard it, not me. I think the bet was uh, New York-style pizzas. Is that correct? Which, 10 of them. 10 New York-style pizzas, which... I made this joke to you on Friday. Um, if they really wanted to be cheap about it, they could have good, just gone ten, uh, gone and ordered ten big New Yorkers from Pizza Hut because uh, they're like the cheapest ones and they're actually really big. And they just they say they're New Yorker pizzas. You could have just done that. Uh, I don't know how they're going to pay that one off, but I feel like I feel like we might have to do something with Andrew. They're already here. Um, no, they're, they they arrived yesterday. Vanderbilt's here the entire week. I feel like we've got to do something. Um, but but what do we what do we put? Uh, I I don't know what what I would ask of the folks from Tennessee. What do we what do we ask? I'm not a big drinker, so I'm not looking for bourbon. Although I guess that would be a Kentucky thing, wouldn't it be? I don't know. Um, I, I feel like this is something we need to we need to bring up to the audience uh, at our Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. Oh, uh, Jack Daniels? Is that is that Jack Daniels is from Tennessee? Okay. Let me again remind you, I'm not a big drinker. Uh, okay. And then and, and and what do we do? What what do we what do we give in return? I don't know. Let, let's figure this out. Andrew's going to join us in about. 35, 40 minutes, <laughs> macadamia nuts. <laughs> what a trade that would be. Uh, 
let, let's figure something out. A- Andrew's Andrew's been a good friend. We uh, uh, we got to know him for three days when Vanderbilt was here back in uh, back in March for uh, for for Vanderbilt baseball when they swept Hawaii over that four game series. Uh, really good guy. We'll, we'll we'll figure something out when he joins us. Obviously. University of Hawaii football is uh, is one of the big topics and storylines because we are on game week and and what do we get? It's our our week zero Christmas present which came in today. What was it? Media notes and it's our Christmas present. It's it's ours to relay to you. Not only did we get media notes, we also got depth charts. And uh, for everybody asking the question, well. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the University of Hawaii? The, je- the the depth chart doesn't really have the answer for you, unfortunately. I'll tell you why coming up in just a little bit. Right now, our M. Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. As we mentioned, uh, the Honolulu Little League advances to the U.S. semifinals with its win earlier today. Uh, over the uh, the team from Texas, six nothing the final. Uh, Hawaii only allows just one hit, so Hawaii moves on. 9 a.m. Hawaii versus Tennessee, about 8:45, 8:50 for the broadcast time, uh, right here on ESPN Honolulu. In Major League Baseball, they're in the top of the ninth inning. Phillies lead Cincinnati four to one. Bottom of the ninth in Pittsburgh, where they had some rain issues because you know they're also in Pennsylvania, just like uh, Little League World Series is. Atlanta 2, Pittsburgh 1, top of the 4th at Oakland. Marlins leading Oakland 3 to nothing. although the story around the Oakland A's has nothing to do with baseball. Search the internet. Uh, bottom 2 in L.A., Dodgers and Brewers, no score. Those are your scores, your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. <laughs> no, don't search the internet. Brought to you by M. Dyer Global. Always on the move, uh, especially if you're at work. Don't check the internet. Traffic right now, it's the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center updates coming up at the top of the hour. Thanks for allowing us in. I'm Josh Pacheco. You're listening to the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Great to have you in, all of our guests, uh, which includes uh, our good friend Andrew Allegretta, the play-by-play voice at Vanderbilt, uh, will be with us courtesy of our hotline. So the uh, University of Hawaii football depth chart is out. I can tell you about one starting quarterback, that is Jake Farrell. He's the starting holder. Um, And that's the only starting quarterback I can tell you about at the moment. And all uh, apologies, Tanner Hayworth used that line on me during the break. And, well, um, he said it a whole lot better. Uh, The quarterback situation is uh, not settled yet. And maybe, I don't know when we find out, that's going to be up to Timmy uh, to give us the impression on uh, on when that's going to happen. But uh, right now it is Braden Shager or Joey Yellid or Cameron Cooper, the three individuals in the running for the starting job. And we, I mean, we kind of knew that it was a four-man race. That's what Timmy Chang told us after the, uh, the scrimmage two Saturdays ago. And that's kind of what it appears uh, – Right now, between those four, although it seems like 
if you're putting Farrell in the holder mix, and I've, I've got to think we've maybe narrowed it down a little bit to three. Other than that, um, I'll, I'll give Tanner credit here because you mentioned it. You you combed through the, uh, through the depth chart, so I don't want to take away uh, your takeaway, but you actually had a takeaway from looking at the offensive line, um, especially seeing Solo Vaipulu not listed as a starter uh, on the offensive line. Uh, give, give me your take on that. Well, I think initially when you uh, were looking at this team, the big strength was the veteran offensive line, and one guy that was always included in that talk was Solo Vaipulu. Mm-hmm. But when you look at this depth chart, the starting guards are Micah Vanderpool and Stephen Bernal went. Yeah. So that's great for him, but I think when you look at this, I think this might be good for the team because just look at the weight difference that's listed. I believe that's a 30-pound difference that's listed. has Solo at 280. Am I correct? Uh, Solo at 280, and Bernal Wentz at 325. Okay, so that's more than 30 pounds. Much I did more. my math. <laughs> it's late in the day. Yeah, I know. But still, I think that's actually really great for your interior because you kind of need that kind of guy to, you know, uh, mind my, uh, pun, not like pun here, but anchor down. It helps you anchor down the interior of your Offensive line. Don't tell the boys Vandy said that. I won't. But and from what I've heard, Solo is actually kind of slimmed down a lot. Mm-hmm. Does that mean something is in play? Who knows? But honestly, when I think about of a slim offensive lineman, why not run him at other positions? You know, when you have like a big goal line set, because we know that Timmy Chang is already using tight ends. Yes, we know. If you're down at the goal line, why not run extra offensive linemen? Why not run two tight ends? I mean, this is an offense that I would feel actually very comfortable in running a super heavy set mm-hmm. down on the goal line. Because hey, sometimes when you're in when you're running a run and shoot, once you get to the five yard line, it gets a little hard to score when you're down there. And by the way, that tight end position, they are uh, two oars in that position, uh, either Jordan Murray or Caleb Phillips. And, I mean, honestly, Murray's been impressive uh, since he's came in here. We know Caleb Phillips. I, I mean, to your point, you've got two tight ends. I wouldn't mind a two tight end set where you get you line up one on each side, and now you make a defense thing. Murray is incredibly gifted athletically that uh, – Man, I mean, he, you could throw a ball up for him in, in a jump ball scenario at six foot five. And with his leaping ability, I think you could plan on him winning that battle. Uh, Phillips, I, I think, is is one of those maybe. I mean, he, he can catch the ball, obviously, but I like him in a blocking situation, too. That would, you know, you, again, you make a defense. Think about what you're using those tight ends for in a goal to go scenario. Um, I think can be a, a, a really big thing. Uh, the only other thing here in the depth chart that is notable to me, there are a couple of things defensively that right now aren't solidified. I know we got a minute here, but uh, at the second cornerback position, we know JoJo Forrest is, uh, I'm sorry, not JoJo Forrest. Uh, no, it is JoJo Forrest is going to start at one corner. But the interesting one is at the other corner uh, where it is either Hugh Nelson or Verdell Edwards. And... Um, We've got to see Verdell Edwards in practice a little bit. I I like uh, I I really like his uh, uh, his playmaking ability. That is going to be interesting to see who wins that battle at that second cornerback position. So uh, those are just a couple of the the key highlights we've taken away. But again, uh, 
the the question everybody wants answered, who's going to be the starting quarterback, it's Shager or Yellen or Cooper. It is, as of this point, it's seemingly down to those three. Uh, we got Sports Center coming up. We'll take a look at traffic. Don't forget Rivals Fantasy Football Wednesday mornings at 8 here on ESPN Honolulu. It's presented by the Rival Sports Bar Lounge in the Waikiki Malia by Outrigger. The Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. It's been a busy, uh, busy Monday. What have we had going on today? Uh, Marcus Mariota has uh, looked good in what would be his uh, second to last appearance as a uh, uh, preseason quarterback in Atlanta. Although, I mean, could we see him in week three? I would probably advise not, but uh, we'll see. Mariota did look good today uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, that game against the New York Jets right now on ESPN television, because frankly, that's the only reason we would watch the Jets. Sorry, Gary. Uh, Honolulu Little League uh, with their win today over Texas, a one-hitter thrown by uh, Honolulu Little League pitching. They'll play on Wednesday against Tennessee. Uh, we've had a bunch of Major League Baseball today. It's been a, a, a really just kind of a, a, a Monday that has just bubbled up in game week, by the way, uh, for University of Hawaii football against Vanderbilt. Uh, and there's so much going on, too, when it comes to game day Saturday. You've got uh, uh, the Big Green Rally that's going to take place. In fact, that's where Countdown to Kickoff is going to be. Arnold Martinez and I will be down there. Uh, for that, starting at uh, starting at 2.30. Uh, we'll be on the air two hours prior to kick. And then uh, you've also got, as the University of Hawaii announced, a lot of their initiatives that are going to take place on campus. Uh, they announced that uh, the Green is going to be doing a pregame concert inside Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. So uh, plenty of stuff going on surrounding uh, a, a University of Hawaii football as uh, we hone in on Saturday's 4.30 kick uh, from the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. Texters on that. Uh, texter from the 497. Josh, confused. The Green playing at the Stanley. I love when people call it the Stanley, even though it really is Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. There's there's the affectionate the Stan or uh, the Stanley, uh, affectionately named. So what about Rally at Varsity Circle? They're both happening. So um, you know we'll be at we'll be at the rally, and uh, those who have tickets to the football game, uh, they can go down and check out the green. There's there's uh, a, a lot of things happening. You know what? Um, it is. It's good to see that things are just kind of livening back up again. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. I will take. Uh, I will take having a lot of things to kind of pump up game day, uh, just to pump up the energy, get a lot of people involved. You might have to choose which one you go to, sure, but uh, but but I'll I'll take it. I will. Uh, I will take. Having a lot of things happen is compared to none to see a lot of people getting involved. By the way, um, hello to those of you who went down to the Big Green Rally on Saturday in which, uh, what did we have? We had someone in a headlock. We had Timmy Chang down there hyping everybody up. Oh, we had uh, apparently a lot of things 
that took place at the Big Green Rally on Saturday. Thanks for the text. Thank you for listening in. Texter for the 2-2-1. Is the starting quarterback a game day call to keep Vandy guessing? Not that there's a lot of video and information out there on these quarterbacks that distinguishes one from another. I am not a um I'm not a believer in waiting to the last moment to think that you're going to catch an opponent guessing. I don't really believe that it makes a whole lot of difference only because, you know, there's so much change right now in college sports with uh quarterbacks going all over the place. What was I watching today? I was watching uh college football live and what am I seeing when they're announcing starting quarterbacks? UCF starting quarterbacks to transfer from Ole Miss. Uh, this other program announces a new starting quarterback who transferred from such and such school. I mean, there are so many things that change that I don't know that um, making you guess for a whole bunch of quarterbacks is is really going to matter. And, of course, you also think it's it's not just the changes, but also how those people fit into a system. You know, the, the bigger thing is not necessarily who's starting for Hawaii at quarterback. Look, Shager played some games last year. You look at the rest of the Hawaii depth chart. Um, you know, Kevin Cooper, we saw a little bit. There's there's film on, on both of them. We know Joey Yellen to a degree. Each of them are somewhat different, sure. Uh, the biggest question is not about who's starting if you're the opposing team. Because you kind of know already who they are. It's more about how do they mix with the system that Timmy Chang is putting in and his offensive staff is putting in. And, um, you know, it's it's to me that makes it a little bit different. Like, I wouldn't have cared if Timmy Chang went out today and announced the starting quarterback. You know, that to me that would make no difference on Vanderbilt's preparation uh, well, I guess maybe you you figure, okay, we're going to pay attention to this quarterback, but do you really know? Like The Shager, I, I think I said this on a show, was it a week or two ago? The Shager that you know now is not necessarily the Braden Shager you saw last year. And I don't know that answer. You don't know that answer. Um, and I think I would even say the coaching staff probably doesn't know that answer for sure until... The lights are on, and if he is the one that ends up starting, um, they'll see it. It's one thing to do a controlled scrimmage where you're controlling the pace and you're going up against your own team. It's another thing to apply that against another team, and I don't know if, from what I have, you know, from from the bits that I've seen, I don't know if if Braden Shager is the same Braden Shager that I watched in games last year. So, uh, you know, watching film to me is almost irrelevant. You're going to be playing a guessing game no matter what. And I think Hawaii's probably going to do the same thing with whoever's starting a quarterback for Vanderbilt. You're going to be playing a guessing game there no matter what. By the way, Vanderbilt, um, I like how they worded this. It wasn't necessarily a depth chart that Vanderbilt put in. What they called it was, if I saw this correctly, Commodore Capsules. And... uh, they list everybody on offense who might potentially start by alphabetical uh oh yeah no by numerical order so you know at the quarterback position there are three guys i believe in the running 
it doesn't seem like they have named a starter. At least I I could be wrong unless it's on a on a different part of the uh, uh, of the page. But I know at quarterback Mike Wrights, who is one of the returners, uh, played in ten games last year, had five starts under center. I would assume that Mike Wright's going to be one of those starters, right? Um, I look at what they have listed under their Commodore capsules. I see Mike Wright. I see Ken Seals, who's made 16 career starts there. And uh, I also see A.J. Swan, who uh, is an Under Armour All-American and is a freshman. Uh, I would imagine, I would think at least, that if you've settled yourself on a starter, you probably would just list one quarterback. But they did what Hawaii did. They listed three. So, but I, the thing I've heard about Mike Wright, and I would, I would assume that Mike Wright is the guy who will probably start is that and, and I remember talking to one of the uh, one of the staff members at UH uh, about a week and a half ago and what what they said about Wright was in in their assumption I believe that Mike Wright would start is that it, it's not that Mike Wright is great is that he has a playmaking ability and that's the thing that that is dangerous about him um but it's it's not something he's not someone who's going to burn you um, single handedly out of the pocket play after play after play. So uh, you know I, I am going to be interested to see what ends up happening there. But uh, this is a Vanderbilt team playing. Uh, this is this is their tune up for Elon, by the way, uh, in in week one. But certainly a team that. Clark Lee put expectations on his group. Whether, you know, whoever wins. I I, uh, I go back to something Clark Lee, their uh, second-year head coach, said uh, about three weeks ago. He, he had, Remember, he had said something to the lines of, you know, we're going we're gonna to become one of the best teams in, in the SEC or in the country. And that was a pretty gutsy thing to say considering Vanderbilt's, like, at the bottom. You don't say something along those lines about your football team unless you believe that your football team is good enough to get there. And that's um, that is the thing that that Clark Lee is going to have to back up that uh, uh, you know he's he's got to show everybody that saying those words, has some kind of meaning behind it. We'll find out. Uh, and week one, I think, will tell us that because, uh, yeah, Clark Lee is is someone that put his name right up there. By the way, um, I should I, I should look at something. Uh, Mike Wright has been named the starting quarterback uh, for this year. Not only that, he's also one of the eight team captains for Vanderbilt. So uh, they don't really have a depth chart in this Vanderbilt uh, uh, media notes that was released to us. But uh, I guess it was named a couple of weeks ago. Mike Wright is the guy uh, when Vanderbilt will take the lead, uh, take the field 
coming up on Saturday. Hey, don't forget, uh, Rivals Fantasy Football every Wednesday at 8 right here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Chris Hart and Gary Dickman will uh, get some fantasy advice. They'll have a, a fantasy expert on the air as well, and a prize giveaway, too. That is Rivals Fantasy Football, Wednesday mornings at 8, right here on ESPN Honolulu. And coming up, I got my grade on my fantasy football draft over the weekend in which I auto-picked the first two picks. Could have gone really bad, right? Apparently not. That's a little bit later on in the show. Vanderbilt uh, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, play-by-play man Andrew Allegretta is going to join us next after a look at traffic. This is ESPN Honolulu. kickoff on Saturday for uh, Hawaii and Vanderbilt right here on ESPN Honolulu and the Rainbow Warrior Network. Andrew Allegretta is the Vanderbilt play-by-play voice. Uh, He joins us now here on ESPN Honolulu. I was a little surprised when I noticed on uh, on the social, you guys are already here. You made it yesterday. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I guess we landed, I'm trying to think, I guess we probably landed about uh, 6 or 7 o'clock your time uh had practice this morning they did a community service event uh a little while ago so yeah it's a i mean you know the deal right i mean teams come out here and try to make it a little bit of an experience i think it's one part that and then i think it's one part trying to get these guys adjusted uh as quickly as possible to play at their peak come saturday by the way if you don't mind me asking what was that community service event that happened earlier today you know what? I've got to find out more details on it. I did not go, um, but I know it was set up through some of our operations people. They had some connections out here. Um, in in my, my basic outline is basically working uh, and, and help tending to some of the indigenous land locally. Hmm. Um, so there, there, there's some there's some stuff uh, up on on social and up on the VU Commodore's website, which I got to dig into a little bit more. But I know in, in short, it was like let's try to get out there and try to help the indigenous land and just kind of, you know, put the hands to the dirt sort of stuff. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, before I get to the game, uh, it's not lost on me and a lot of people that is uh, it's Vanderbilt in Hawaii on Saturday. Uh, there's a little league I team know. from Tennessee uh, that's going to be playing yeah. Hawaii on Wednesday. That's Nolansville. I don't know how far Nolansville yeah. is from, uh, from from where Vanderbilt is. Oh, that's a – oh, goodness. That, that, we're talking like a suburb. Oh. Um, the the – the fun part of it for us internally is that one of the players, his name is Nash Carter. Um, his father just happens to be the director of the National Commodore Club, which is like our fundraising and de- development arm at Vanderbilt Athletics. And, you know, all these kids have grown up in and around Vanderbilt baseball for a long, long time. So we were out here back in March with the baseball team. And it, it, it's kind of it's such a cool little full circle thing uh, because obviously this Honolulu team has been skilled and went to the little league world series a year ago um tennessee and honolulu did not play each other last year but at the vanderbilt baseball game back in march the little league team from a season ago is honored and they presented scott brown our pitching coach with vanderbilt kind of like a little gift because both nolensville and honolulu made it to the uh, little league world series a year ago so, and, and Scott Brown, the pitching coach for Vanderbilt, his son was on last year's team. So there, there's been a lot of, a lot of uh, connections between Vanderbilt baseball, Vanderbilt athletics, and that Nolensville program that has been good for the past couple of years in the same way that Honolulu has. 
We got to put a bet on that between you and I. Uh, we'll we'll think about that during the break. We got Sports Center coming up here. Uh, more with Andrew Allegretta. That is next. This is ESPN Honolulu. Game week for the Commodores and the Bows coming up on Saturday. 4.30 kick from the Clarence T.C. Jing Athletics Complex. Uh, Andrew Allegretta uh, very patiently uh, standing by with us because uh, because we came on a little bit later because of the Little League game starting late. Uh, we've had a few more things to make up. So, um, Andrew, I appreciate your patience with us. Let's uh, let's talk football, and then we'll uh, we'll round out on any kind of bet we can put on our Little League World Series teams uh, toward <laughs> the back end. But I want to talk about Clark Lee now in his uh, now in his second year. Uh, there at Vanderbilt, he said something pretty bold uh, back in July, talking about you know anytime, sometime within the next decade, this Vanderbilt program being one of the best in the country. Um, that put some pretty pretty heavy eyes on his program and and his expectations to build it sooner rather than later within the next decade. Uh, first off, I'll happily wait for any commercial break for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, second, yeah, I think Coach Lee did make a splash with that statement. I do candidly think that's a little bit of uh, a confusion of definition, right? So everyone here is best program in the country, and the immediate brand goes to national championships. And look, I'm not going to dodge it, and Coach Lee's not going to dodge it. He wants to win football games. But if you understand the ethos of Vanderbilt University and the athletic program, it's a program that is certainly designed uh, to do its best in the space of competition on the field and at the risk of getting a little flowery, um, building the best student athletes and human beings that they can in the process. You know, we had talked a second ago, Josh, about the community service event that the Vanderbilt football team did. He talks all of the time uh, with his guys about being an, others centered program right what can you do for other people how can you treat people to the best of your ability it's a little bit of a chip off of the tim corbin block the baseball coach for vanderbilt as you know who has kind of been able to build this quote-unquote classy program that excels at a high level now the baseball program has won national championships and that's kind of that's a different space and that's a different animal. But what Coach Lee means is, yes, he's going to try to win every single football game that he plays. But at the same time, they're going to raise – I say men, but I don't mean just men. I say men because of the football program. But they're going to raise the best human beings they can holistically uh, at Vanderbilt with their athletic program, right? So there's a little bit of a confusion of definition with that with that particular statement, not to tamper down the – the fun, but that's kind of where his brain is going. Well, I, I, I'm glad you did uh, because I think in in the media space that we are in, uh, many times in college football, we kind of focus in on that. Uh, you've you've covered college athletics, um, you know, more than than most people we get to talk to. So, I mean, you you kind of know it in that space. But you mentioned a great point, the on brand part about Vanderbilt, because we know about Vanderbilt, the quality of the institution, and you know, what they have been on brand to be. I remember we talked uh, back in March about baseball and, and, and the quality of the student athlete, how they carry themselves, all of that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, certainly that is Vanderbilt athletics. Now that challenge as, you know, we, we go from, you know, fitting that brand name message 
now two winning games. And in his second year, um, that challenge starts right away on the road, which is uh, never easy to do at the beginning uh, of a football season to spend a week away from home to try to earn that first win. Um, but what are, what is the biggest challenge he's got in front of him uh, just going into this week? Um, you know, any, any specific position battles or uh, concerns with this team going into week zero? Well, I think, as you guys know as well as anybody else, the biggest challenge this week is being successful within this environment. Um, it's a difficult travel week. Part of coming out here early, as we discussed, is to adjust quickly. Um, and, and I do think you guys will field a very talented group of guys. I recognize it's a first-year head coach. There's a ton of roster turnover. And, yes, it's not happening at Aloha Stadium. But, I mean, I was out here back in March, and that Friday night game was sold out at your ballpark, and it was a rowdy environment. So I don't, I don't really care if it's, you know, five, six, nine, ten thousand, whatever it is. I think it'll be a competitive environment. So I think there's just, like, the natural uh, challenge of going on the road. As far as this team is concerned, there, there's plenty of spots where you could go, I don't exactly know how this is going to come together. Uh, and, and we're not dodging it either, right? This is a long-term projection for uh, what Coach Lee is trying to do. You don't go from 2-10 and 10 as a first-year head coach at Vanderbilt and flip it to 10-2, and two, especially going through the Southeastern Conference. So there's a massive talent upgrade that they're working through and a player development upgrade that they're working through. I, I think you could probably circle any one of the positions and say, well, maybe we have something here, but I don't know until I see it. Uh, the, the the obvious ones to go, I, I don't know how it's going to play out in real time, and I have, quote-unquote, less confidence in it would be the lines. Um, the offensive line, because, you know, everybody except for Georgia and Alabama deals with that sort of stuff. And then the defensive line, because there's a couple of injuries out there as well. I would hope for a team that has a quarterback that is more run-centered than he is throwing-centered, Mike Wright for Vanderbilt that in some of these early games, they can establish the run with guys like Ray Davis, who's the starting running back for Vanderbilt, or someone like Patrick Smith, who's the backup. Uh, but, but you never know because, yeah, the offensive line is a work in progress. So you can see how they want to play, but knowing whether or not they have the right pieces, that's the question mark. You mentioned Mike Wright and uh, Andrew Allegretta, the play-by-play voice for Vanderbilt, uh, joining us here on ESPN Honolulu. You mentioned Mike Wright. He's uh, one of the team captains. He was named the starting quarterback uh, several weeks ago on a on a quarterback uh, in a quarterback room that does have some experience behind him. Also has some youth behind him. Um, I, I know Coach talked about growth uh, with Mike Wright, both uh, on and off the field. Um, Describe some of that growth that they hope to see with Wright that will will lead him to to, to a little more success. Well, from an off-the-field standpoint, he's become kind of a confident leader with this program. He understands that he is the guy that's going to start off the season as the quarterback, and that sort of stuff matters, Josh. Um, You need people to follow you, to believe in you. You need to be an extension of the coaching staff on the field. It's one thing if a head coach or an offensive coordinator says it, but if the quarterback can echo it, that's a totally different thing. On the field, he's got to be a better passer. Um, He's an outstanding athletic quarterback. And if he rips off a couple of 20, 30, 40-yard runs on Saturday, nobody is going to be surprised internally here from Vanderbilt. They will be surprised if he can hang in the pocket, climb the pocket, and deliver a strike downfield 15, 20 yards. That's not who he is as quarterback. But he's going to have to do that at least a little bit 
uh, to keep defenses honest, and he's going to have to find some sort of rhythm uh, with the passing game. And, and it also will require the offensive coaching staff to call plays that fit him. Um, I think people understand that too, right? Like if he's not going to be a guy that climbs the pocket, dissects the defense, and puts you apart, you got to find ways for him to throw within his own skill set. So, you know, he, he just flat out has to be a better passer because if, if he's not a better passer throughout the course of the first six games of this season, his job, I would think, in, in all reality, right, becomes um, in jeopardy because he's exceedingly one-dimensional and defenses can scheme for that. Um, I, don't, I don't think that necessarily will happen. I'm just saying he has got to prove to people that he can throw the ball uh, consistently at least a little bit to keep defenses honest. Defensively, I think is is where Vanderbilt uh, I think will will bring a, a very good challenge to Hawaii. You've got your top four tacklers from last year uh, back. You've got uh, uh, Ethan Barr who had uh, three interceptions a year ago, leading all linebackers in the SEC. Uh, it, it seems like that is where potentially this game could be won. Which defense really uh, really does step up to the challenge here in this game? That seems fair to me, and I guess another thing, another way you could phrase it, Josh, too, is right. Like we're both both offenses are are getting settled in what these coaches want to do. With Vanderbilt having a slight edge because they've been through it before, um, and but what that ends up meaning is that the offenses in all likelihood are going to make a couple of mistakes. So, uh, what defense can take advantage of it? Like, does Mike Wright make a mistake that Hawaii takes advantage of, or I saw the depth chart y'all put out earlier today. Whatever of the three quarterbacks it ends up being for you guys makes a mistake and does Ethan Barr or any one of the other linebackers takes advantage of it. So I, it, it, it honestly feels like a game, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to anybody. Like There's talent out there and there's skill, but I mean it's the first game of a first-year head coach and it's the first game of a second-year head coach for a team that just flew 10 hours across the country. I don't know that anybody's going to be flying at their – their absolute peak. So can you keep your mistakes to a minimum and how badly do your mistakes hurt you in this game? Andrew Allegretta joining us play by play voice uh, at Vanderbilt. All right. Uh, let's uh, let, let's set up this little friendly bet of ours. Uh, sure. Tennessee and Hawaii little league teams on Wednesday, uh, 9 a.m. Hawaii time. First pitch. We'll have it here on ESPN Honolulu. Um, I'll, I guess I'll let you go first. Um, Man, what would you want from what would you want from me if Vanderbilt or not Vanderbilt? Uh, if uh, if if the Tennessee <laughs> Little League, I see. I say that too because they wore almost identical Vanderbilt jerseys in their regional. Uh, what would you want from me if uh, if if that Tennessee team wins? Man, that's a uh, that's a good one. I don't know. I, I you know we might have to we might have to discuss this further and follow on social or something like that, man. Because I don't know. I've kind of mulled this over. Like, I don't know what the appropriate thing is here. Do you have any, like, initial thoughts to lead us off? And by the way, for, for folks that aren't familiar, uh, I guess maybe – we I don't think we had announced it by the time Vandy, Vandy Baseball was out here back in March. For those that are expecting the old Star V when you come out to, to the field mm. uh, on Saturday or you watch it or whatever, that, that sucker – I mean, it's not gone, but it's just gone. Like, we got a, we got a new V logo that's on the helmet. Right. Like you, you'll notice the old Star V on some like leftover pieces of clothing because Nike doesn't have all of their shipments out yet. Whatever. Oh no! But like that, yeah. Well, I mean, that's every literally everyone across the country is dealing with like a backlog of Nike orders. Uh, but the, like the Nolansville team has the star with an N inside of it instead of a V. 
but that sucker's gone. Um, I don't know, man. You have any initial thoughts? I don't. I mean, I really don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all for a friendly wager. I just don't. I don't know what we're we're putting on the line here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when you said that, I was thinking maybe we should wager some of that old Nike gear for something. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, man, uh, I, you know, my initial thought was. I, I could get you and your broadcast team uh, a, a, a box of malasadas if if Hawaii loses, but that just seems so generic. Um, it, it could be uh, that. So I don't. What is that? I've been. This is my third time to Hawaii, but it it might be generic, but it's not. It's it's new to me. What is that? It's basically it's it's a donut, but it's more like it's it's flaky and it's soft and it's got like uh, sugar on top. Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to like, I'll send you, I'll send you a sign, like a signed copy from Blake Shelton that says Aloha on it. Or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking. I, okay. I think what we should do, cause I think you, you brought up a great idea. Um, <laughs> let's, let's mull this over on social okay. and, and maybe, okay. maybe, and, and I'm going to have Tanner, uh, keep me up my eye on the ball on this just because I have like three different jobs on my plate right now. But maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll do what a, a lot of like the mayors and stuff have done um, for their respective towns. I'll put something out on video or something. Maybe you put something out on video and uh, b- before tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, maybe we have something friendly. Because what happened was with the New York one, I think New York put up uh, 10 New York-style pizzas. I don't remember what gotcha. we put up. It didn't really matter. What it, w- We put up macadamia nuts. I don't. I want to do that. Everybody does. So, um, okay. yeah. Think think about it that way. Um, well, maybe we'll exchange some uh, exchange some messages before tomorrow, and then yeah, let's let's uh, let's put it out over video on social for the people to to have fun with. I mean, like if I was here longer, if if Nolansville wins, I I want to take you to a local guitar store and and make you sing like a like a Blake Shelton song. Oh, no. uh, for entertainment. For entertainment, or if or if or if Honolulu wins, you can drag me out to like the North Shore, and you can put me on a surfboard and watch me crash my face in the ocean. I don't know that we have the time for that, but that's. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't have time to drive to the North Shore. That's about an hour and a half away, stands traffic. Um, there are okay. many beaches uh, down here, not too far from where we are, uh, that I could get you okay. to. Uh, if you want, okay. you, you want to make that bet. You want to do that right now? I mean, like, I don't, again, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> All right. Okay, so there yeah. you have it, folks. Yeah. If the Honolulu Little League team wins, we're going to get Andrew on a surfboard. <laughs> uh, we'll get you out. No, but you guys just, I, I have faith in our Nolensville crew, but, like, you guys just know, you get one hit, Texas. Like, you guys are good. <laughs> just one hit. We've allowed one hit in two games. So, okay, okay so you want to yeah, do something different? I'm pretty sure I... Yeah, no, I don't. I, let's 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 talk for okay. Let's, let's talk th- <laughs> like I want to make sure I can follow through on whatever this is. Okay, I, whatever I do, I follow through. I don't I don't flake. No, I he do doesn't flake. Trust me, so whatever we're gonna do, Andrew does not flake. <laughs> I trust me because Andrew is Andrew is one of the best at what he does. I know he does not do anything like that. Um, yeah, let's. No, let's, no, no, I'm gonna follow through. Whatever it is, let's let's talk about it. Uh, but I I feel like there needs to be some sort of. It's not just like I'm gonna hand you a Nashville hot chicken sandwich, <laughs> um, but. Uh, I don't know what it is. We'll figure it out. We will. Andrew, my friend, uh, I, I won't probably see you till after the game on Saturday since our pregame and halftime will be off-site. But uh, look forward to running into you and uh, uh, have, have some fun here.
Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll figure this whole thing out. Thanks, Josh. Yes, we will. That's Andrew Allegretta. Uh, seriously, one of the one of the best people I, I think we have in our industry. Good voice there at Vanderbilt. Uh, voice of the Commodores. Andrew joins us here on ESPN Honolulu. Man, we got to get to our M Dyer Global scoreboard, which is brought to you by M Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. You heard a little while ago Honolulu Little League winning today over Texas, six uh, zero the final score as Honolulu advances to the U.S. semifinal against Tennessee. That is Wednesday, 8.45 here on ESPN Honolulu. And in Major League Baseball, two games in progress. Marlins a 3-0 lead on Oakland, bottom seven. Brewers 1-0 lead on the Dodgers, bottom five. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global. Always on the move. Traffic, final thought next. This show ran really fast today. I mean, we were on for basically half the time, and uh, well, on what's uh, honestly become a really busy day with uh, Honolulu Little League winning. Marcus Mariota uh, had a, a, a very good showing today in uh, in the Atlanta Falcons' loss to the New York Jets just a little while ago in an NFL preseason game. Uh, yeah, it's it has been a really really busy Monday. Uh, tomorrow. When, uh, when we're back with you, we're back normal time, uh, right at 3 o'clock here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, we will uh, get us a lot closer to uh, Hawaii and Vanderbilt as we start to uh, close in a little bit more on game week. So look for a little bit more of that. And uh, we'll also kind of uh, close in uh, just a little bit on uh, another week gone in the NFL preseason. and will close into the final week of the NFL's preseason, which gets underway uh, on Thursday. Great work by our team. I'll save the fantasy football story for tomorrow. Uh, apparently, I did good with a partial auto draft. That's uh, that's kind of nice. Great work by our team. Uh, coming up next, it is Freddie and Fitzsimmons. This has been the Sports Animals. I'm Josh Pacheco. This is ESPN Honolulu.